Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Finding someone on an online Catholic dating site shouldn't be like shopping for a blender. So why do most dating sites leave you feeling like you're shopping for a spouse? At Catholic Singles, we connect members through our unique user polls and activities, which help you discover other members and their personalities and interests. Because you're a person, not a profile picture. So stop shopping and start discerning. Trust your love story to the original Catholic dating site and use the promo code REDBOX at checkout for 20% off at catholicsingles.com. Judy Hare was a bankrupt, homeless, drug-addicted college dropout on the brink of divorce, but is now a seminary graduate and devoted wife and mother of four children. What happened? Find out in her autobiography, Shattered, How God Restored My Heart and Life. Her journey of faith has been called brutally honest, truly inspiring, profound, heartbreaking, and life-changing. Shattered is available now for only $15 on her website, judyhair.com, on amazon.com, or at your local Catholic bookstore. As Judy says, it is never too late to become the person you deserve and desire to be. So stop wishing for change and start doing something about it by reserving your copy of Shattered today. Welcome to Journey with Judy, a weekly podcast filled with faith-infused inspiration, information, and an opportunity for implementation. Now, here is speaker, coach, author, and host, Judy Hare. Thank you for choosing to Journey with Judy right here on the Journey with Judy podcast. I am your host, Judy Hare, and our topic tonight is love is as love does. And actually, it's a little bit of a spinoff from a talk that I had the privilege of giving this past weekend to a marriage ministry that saved our marriage. It's called Retrovi. It's a Catholic ministry, and it is for troubled marriages. I think when we heard it was for troubled marriages, I looked at my husband and said, troubled? Like, is that what you call this? I'd call it more like a total train wreck. Anyway, it absolutely saved our marriage. And so I had the privilege last Saturday of speaking to their international council meeting. And it was just such a great content, not because I made it up, but because I stole it from Paul in the in scripture in the book of Corinthians and then I also stole the content from Andy Stanley one of my favorite preachers so it's their content and I wanted to share it on on this week's podcast because it's just relevant and my friends after last night's debate we can just not have any more hate I'm just rebuking any and all hate because our candidates Regardless of who you're choosing, they were not identifying with love, being patient, kind, doesn't envy, doesn't boast, isn't proud, doesn't dishonor, isn't self-seeking, isn't easily angered, does not keep a record of wrongs, does not delight in evil. All of those things I witnessed last evening on my television set. I didn't see a whole lot of rejoicing in truth. I did not see a whole lot of protecting, trusting, hoping. There was a lot of persevering, though. And so there's no judgment about that other than just an observation that the hate right now is so great that the only thing that can snuff out hate is absolutely love. So this was kind of a marriage talk. So 
I would propose that it absolutely applies to all of our relationships. So if those of you are married, um, I, I want you to just raise your hand, even if you're at home listening to uh, this question. Who knew when you said I do, what love would require of you? Who knew when you said I do, what love would require of you? There's nobody that is not raising their hand that said, I totally knew what I was signing up for. And if you did, I suggest you go right to the confessional because you did not even know what love would require of you. However, Tina Turner said it best when she said, what does love got to do with it? She said, and this is interesting because Retrovi has some stages of marriage and here they are romance, disillusionment, misery, and an awakening. So Tina Turner said, the touch of your hand makes my pulse react, okay? Romance. Then she went on to say, it may seem to you that I'm acting confused and I tend to look dazed, disillusionment stage of marriage. Then she went on to say in this beautiful song, who needs a heart when a heart can be broken? Misery. Misery, misery stage of marriage. And the awakening is when she sings about that love is a secondhand emotion. What we learned in Retrovi early on was that love is not even an emotion, rather it's a decision. And so it's a firsthand decision and not a secondhand emotion. So interestingly enough, the church describes love marriage love as this caring self-sacrificing union where we are committed to seeking the highest good for the other it's when we consent to mutually give and receive okay so i'm just suggesting that this is applicable for any and all of our relationships when we say i do i do choose to love you as a as a spouse as a parent as a child as a sibling this thing about love is just super relatable to all of us and so once again i am your host and an expert on what not to do and how not to show love okay i have learned the hard way what love is not you can just ask my children and other people who knew me from way back when now i would like to share with you what i looked like on my wedding day because this is how I looked on my wedding day. I was about as ready to get married as I was to have children. And anyway, this reading from Paul, so many people have heard at weddings. Maybe it was read at your wedding. And it's, it's how I started our podcast tonight is about love, that it's patient and kind and it doesn't vote. It doesn't do this and it doesn't do that. And it always does certain things until it doesn't, right? So that's when we decide that I love you, but I'm not in love with you, right? We've all heard people say that. We have probably said it to people. Is I, I'm in, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. So interestingly enough, love is a decision and you do not get to claim that. So either you are making a decision to love or you're not, because it is not a secondhand emotion. Even though Tina Turner says so, Jesus says, eh, not true at all. So here's what happens is, when we get, get in a relationship, even if it's not a marital relationship, we decide that like I would be if you would be, and I could be if you could be. So in other words, if you would, could, and should do what I need you to do, then everything would be just fine. And so really this thing about love is way easier read and said than done and carried out in our life. 
And what's also what I was mindful of this weekend as I was giving this talk is just, just think about a marriage license. It is easier to get today than a driver's license. Now, for me, actually, they should be equally as difficult. I should not even be driving. However, little sidebar, my friends, is I did get a new vehicle. It's kind of a new old vehicle, and it has a lane assist. And so uh, I'm going to give a whole talk on staying in your lane because it's totally relevant. And I just want you to know that I've had the car for just a few weeks and the lane assist has had to work so hard. It has just stopped working because I am never, ever in my lane. The good news is less people are giving me the finger these days because I get right back in my lane as quickly as I get out of my lane. So here's what we do. We come to these relationships regardless of what they are with hopes and dreams and desires. A lot of times they're unspoken. A lot of times they are unspoken. They are just assumed. And so really when we ultimately come, we have this decision that's running in the background saying, I need you to come through. I need you to come through. And when you don't come through, then what I do with my little bucket of hopes and dreams and desires is I lay them on my person and, and that lands as a demand. So it isn't, hey, these are my hopes, my dreams, and my desires. Rather, those things become very much like an expectation, and they typically land as a demand. And so when they land as a demand, they feel really heavy, and they feel completely unreasonable. Because they haven't been articulated, they haven't been agreed upon, they haven't been shared to, to the degree where we understand what the other person desires of us. And so when those desires aren't met, we typically just shut it down. And then we decide that our expectations didn't match our experience, right? So we're back to, I need you to come through. You aren't and you don't right? That's usually not a great conversation starter. Like when we say, um, you always, you never, um, never, just, just a little communication tool, never a good conversation starter with you always or you never. That's the other thing I noticed about the debate last night. My personal opinion is there should only be I statements. Yeah, there should only, I, I, I as the, uh, the person who's running for anything, um, should only be able to say I statements. I should not get to point at you because that is what we do. Rather than keep it centered in what we can do in terms of how we're thinking, feeling, and acting. Here's the other thing. These hopes, dreams, and desires that were not fulfilled they weren't fulfilled because we went into these relationships thinking like, well, my person would never, my person would never do that, right? My spouse, my kid, my sibling, my whoever would never, okay? And then we find out that they do. And the distance between us just grows greater. So here's what we do in these different stages of relationships, particularly marriage. We do one of five things. We leave. We just leave, like this isn't what I signed up for. I am so out of here. And we do that because we have decided that the grass is greener. Those of us who have left relationships believing the grass is greener, we found out that the grass was greener because it was being watered and fertilized over there. And that's why it stayed so green, right? 
The other thing we do is we, we, we enter into, if we do stay, into a win-type relationship. That feels controlling, does a lot of convincing, and a lot of convicting, okay? In this situation, when we're trying to win, no one wins. No one wins when we're in this other lane of winning. The other thing we do is we conform, right? We conform and we comply. When we're not receiving that kind of love in whatever relationship, most particularly our marital relationship, we just shift into autopilot. I, I say in the retrovi talk when we give it is that, you know, we were, we, that Bob and I flew at 30, you know, 30,000 feet above most people in terms of accomplishments and how things look. And I said, but basically we were on autopilot. I like to clarify, I was the pilot and Bob was the co-pilot. And I only needed him as a slight formality because we were going along to get along. We also moved to a place of compromise, right? The fact of the matter is we keep score. And if I'm keeping score in my house, if I'm keeping score, this guy does way more. I mean, I remember when my kids were younger, they would be like, mom, what do you do around here? Like, what do you do? Dad does the laundry. He does the bills. He does the yard work. He, and it's like, well, I am really busy forming your consciences. And it's a very, it's a full-time job. It's all I can do to manage myself and you four because they came out of us. Yes, thank you. I, I'm getting some thumbs up in there. So this keeping score, someone is always going to do more. That's just the nature of compromising. And then the last thing, hopefully, what we do is we get to retrovive. Like that, that's a little pitch for the retrovive program. If your marriage is tearing you apart, I think that's the tagline. You can go to helpourmarriage.org. It is an international ministry that is saving marriages and families every single day. So what happens is our eyes collide. I want this, I need that, I expected this, I, you know, all of it becomes about me. So when our eyes collide and we're not getting what we hope and we dream and we desire, what's so crazy is we hope and dream and desire it because it is by divine design that we want it. So we want to be seen and soft, sought after. We want the kind of love that Paul talks about in 2 Corinthians chapter 13. That love that's all the things I said in the beginning of the podcast. And none of what we saw last evening. See, because it says that when there's two of us, then we're better than one of us. When there's two, we are better than when there's one. See, and here's what's interesting is, this is a predictable thing. These stages of relationship, particularly marriage, it is a predictable thing. So we do fall into one of these lanes. We leave, we win, we conform, or we comply. We, we start off in a romance stage deciding things like, this isn't what I signed up for, and now we're disillusioned as to what marriage could be. After that, we step into a place of misery, doing a lot of blaming and shaming. You always, you never. And ultimately, by God's grace, we come to a place where he awakens us as to the fact that love is not 
a secondhand emotion. Rather, it is a firsthand decision that we make over and over again. So the bottom line is love looks and feels different in the stages of marriage. And it looks and feels different in all of our relationships because when it looks different and feels different, a lot of times it's because it is different. Those hopes and dreams and desires that we had and that were not met land as demands. And when our expectations don't match our experience, we have this big gap that we get to fill in. When our expectations of any relationship do not match the experience we are having, then there's something we could do that changes everything. And so the interesting part about this is I'm not going to tell you what that is because this is part one of two. And I always hate when that happens on a show. I hate when they say the end and you're like, wait a minute, I wanted to know what to do in order to stay happy in my relationships. And so you're going to have to tune in next week on how to do that. In the meantime, you can know that love is patient and it's kind, that it doesn't envy or boast, and it's definitely not proud. It's never rude, it's never selfish, and it's never easily angered. Here's what it does, though. It does not remember wrongs. It never gives up. It never stops trusting. It never loses hope. It never quits. Never, ever, no matter whatever. Because it is always protecting, it is always trusting, it is always hoping, and it is always persevering. And when we encounter that kind of love, that kind of love is a love that never fails. And you gotta dig that. Thanks for journeying with Judy. I invite you to reach out to me any way you feel comfortable for a complimentary phone call. Learn more about coaching or how you could bring me to your church or group to speak. God bless, and remember, it is never too late to be who God has called you to be. Thanks for listening to this episode of Journey with Judy. To learn more about Judy's coaching ministry, receive a complimentary session, and other services she offers, visit judyhair.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And remember, it's never too late to be who God called you to be. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.com dot app slash breadbox.